Hello Rescuers. What you're going to hear is a conversation between myself and Evil Jeff on the subject of play by post. I kind of get into why a little bit during the episode, but just to give a little bit of background, I'm kind of aware that there are a few people out there who find it very difficult to get into a regular game slot, whether it be online or, of course, at the moment, face-to-face, and for whom an asynchronous, that is, you know, a game being played at different times in different places, might be a really great doorway into the hobby. On top of that, I've had a few people actually ask me whether I would be prepared to run my fantasy games in my Covenia or even my modern conspiracy horror weird game via play by post. And so because this is all kind of new to me too, I decided to talk to Evil Jeff, whom I know has quite a background in this, and just get the basics. So this is, if you like, a sort of 101 basic introduction to the idea of play by post. And as ever, if you have questions arising from this, please do call into the show or drop an email to hello at rpgrescue.com and we'll do our best to, well, help you out. So without any further ado, just going to get into it and make of it what you will. It's pretty much unedited, just the conversation that Jeff and I had on Zoom the other night. Let's dive in. I thought it'd be a really good place to start by asking the simple question of what is play-by-post role-playing? A simple question. Yeah. Do you want the the simple answer? (laughs) Well, yeah. Just that. Instead of us being face-to-face, you will write out your actions in some medium and post it somewhere so I can read it and then respond. Okay. Now, for the better answer... Play by post is a asynchronous way to game where players and GMs can get into a much broader expanse of expression than what they would get through some other places. Uh, it, it's sort of trying to bridge that gap with live role playing being in front of each other, even the virtual role playing that we're doing, and not playing at all but it's an asynchronous way of doing it so you have to make some compromises along the way now i know that you um have expressed you know sometimes a little bit of uh, wanting to define playbill post against what it isn't as well so i know that uh, i think of a couple of occasions you've kind of pointed out that you know there's sort of play by text and play you know that isn't quite the same yeah is that right yeah To me, play-by-post is where you have a forum. And you could even say play-by-email in that aspect. But with play-by-post, we have a central spot where everybody can write to. So everybody gets to see what somebody Mm -hmm. else does. With play-by-email, only the GM sees it. Not everybody else unless it's shared. But with play-by-post, everybody is writing on a forum or something. And you have a lot more editing capability to do that. In play-by-chat or mm-hmm. play-by-text, you've got the con- you know the confines of your phone or whatever program you're using, and it's a little bit more rapid succession. Mm. So you don't have as much time to go back and edit. 
you might be doing more. Oh, I meant to say, whereas on pay by post, I can go and edit that as I go along. Hmm. So I'm imagining these to be quite long posts then really. Yeah. Like, um, email length perhaps. Well, it depends on what the game master wants. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think a lot of people fall into maybe a, a misconception about play by post. If you go online and start looking for play by post, you will find vast websites out there where you take the persona of some body, some entity that is maybe known. Now, I want to be in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. I want to be this character in this particular you know, world. You know, pick your fantasy novel, science fiction novel, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you want to take over that. And in those environments, it is you are almost creating a story. Mm -hmm. To me, RPG play by post, you can have a GM that says, yes, I want this big lush background. You must be able to write like, you know, Hemingway or something. But other ones are just like, I just need three or four sentences. What's the basic thing that your character is doing? Hmm. So it's what the GM sets the tone. Just like you want to set a tone for how people act. I mean, should you talk in first person? Should hmm. you talk in third person or, you know, just like you would do for any writing that you did back in, you know, grade school and high school and so forth. Hmm. I know this is going to sound really obvious, but let's try and identify how it's different to face-to-face -face play. How is it different to online play? You know, because I think for the benefit of or me, but, but also for listeners, I think it's really good to sort of place these sort of what it isn't is quite helpful. I think. In face-to-face -face and online, you have to come up with something really quick. Hmm. Okay, there is a time limit there. In play by post, because of the asynchronous nature, and once again, depending upon what the GM would like, some GMs do want a certain posting rate. Mm -hmm. uh, there was somebody that sent a message out the other day, like, hey, I'm really interested in this, uh, doing play by post. And it was an interesting world. And so, but I asked him, I was like, what is your posting rate? And he's like, oh, at least every day. Mm. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe not. I wasn't quite certain at that point. But there's other times it's like, um, yeah, every two or three days. Mm. And with that asynchronous nature, you can sit back and really contemplate what your character's going to do. Watch other people go, which isn't really that much different than what you're doing online or in person. Oh, what are you doing? All right, what are you doing? And it's always what well, this person does. Somebody else is like, oh, they're going to do that. I'll do this. Mm. So it's just kind of stretching it out, but also gives you, if you are somebody who wants to be expressive or get into a character and you know, narrate what they say, then you have a little bit more time to actually think and give a voice to your role play. Hmm. Okay. How does it work when you get into an interaction then? Because if you're writing a relatively long kind of piece of my character speaking a first person, um, and you've got to wait for a response. So, uh, and of course you might have this kind of conversation between players, I would imagine as well. So how is that different or is that just done in the same way and you just wait? It's done the same way you wait. I yeah. mean, there are times that you'll get into the game and play, okay, 
uh, I'm going to talk to this person and then I'm going to turn away and talk to this other person. So if there's going to be a longer conversation, it, you know, if the other person continues with that fiction, then that conversation went through that time frame, and then your character went over to talk to the other person mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Yeah. And so other players would just post their response to that player's, you know, right. question or whatever, what they were saying, and they move up, maybe group several of those together into a post. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I have not, you know, and again, depends upon the game. Some games are more focused on the interaction between the characters. Mm. And in that aspect, you're going to have a lot more back and forth with the characters and making sure that whatever you say fits the fiction. Mm. Whereas in other role-playing games, you know, somewhat of the face-to-face, you know, I kind of think of the step on up that you say, mm-hmm. like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to go up there and hit this guy, you know, and, and it, and I might shout something, you know, to try to intimidate him, you know, and, and get it done real quick. Mm. So, and it's not really as much to have in that. Okay. And how are the, I mean, you sort of mentioning like, you know, there when you get into an attraction, you've got like a resolution to go on. How are these typically resolved? Is it, uh, again, still using dice? Do people use dice rollers or do they just not bother? Uh, GM Fiat. Right. Okay. So, you know, most of the time we're going to ask, they're going to ask you for online roles, but mm. it depends upon, again, the GM. Some GMs are, are like, go ahead and, okay, you roll, but here's this online roller, and then post the results of your roll so mm-hmm. they can look at it. Or the GM rolls. You mm-hmm. just say what's going on, and the GM is rolling everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense. Um, you know, that's the thing that's appealing to me is that, uh, you know, I'm wanting to do some... Um, I guess a little bit more sort of world focused gaming, a little bit immersive gaming. And so I'm thinking, well, if I as GM take on more of the sort of adjudication and dice rolling load, um, you know, one of the sessions I've had is that I actually play by post might suit in terms of giving you the space and time you need to resolve those things and then come back to players. Um, you know, cause one of the big pressures, if you're playing face to face or online, uh, if you're doing all of the, you know, kind of trying to take the game, behind the screen is that you know there's a heck of a lot of pressure there in a very finite period of time um so the suggestion has been that play by post might be a great way of kind of you know be able to do that without having the time pressure does that make sense yes okay very much so so let's just talk i mean um, we're, i guess we're starting to get inklings of this but let's just talk about the reasons why you would choose play by post over a face-to-face or an online game time's obviously a starting point here Time difference. Yep. You want to game with people and you don't have that ability. Maybe you are strapped for time. Mm. There was a space, there was a period of time that I had that my ability to sit down for a face to face game or even an online game mm. was very limited. I, minions going here, there, and yon, uh, other things that I needed to do. Uh, the work schedule that I had was not conducive to it. So to get some gaming in, I had to have some thing, some, some method and play by post allows me to do that because, you know, you, it only takes up as much time as somebody is willing to put into it or is asked to put into it, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, the GM might want a whole bunch of words. Sometimes they don't care how much you give them. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's more 
the GM creating this world and the players are adding something in there. So, you know, it, it's just how much time that I want to put into it or that's available to me. Hmm. So you can still get that in there. And I think it helps because it does still allow you to have creativity. You know, you roll up the character. Okay. Well, what's different than rolling up a character for a play by post game versus a face to face game? Nothing. Hmm. You still put in, I mean, do you want to put in that same investment emotionally into it? Well, in a play by post, most of the time you're not going to die, you know, within the first 10 minutes of the adventure, you know, and this is going to be a period of time. And usually there's some sort of interaction and talking about what you're going to do and the starting off the adventure. So you can put the same creative, creative spirit into it, even maybe a little bit more so. Hmm. And I guess you've got the time as well to, um, sort of ponder your character's responses you were you know sort of suggesting something around that um a minute or two ago but you know as you as you kind of take your time to consider what you're doing um that must be a slightly different experience yeah um one of the play by post games i was in for two years Hmm. yeah two years uh playing a cleric female cleric and by all accounts, I'm not female. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I had to put my, you know, I was really trying to frame myself within the confines of being a cleric for whatever Norse god it was, I forget at the moment. Um, but also, you know, female point of view, which I, I actually had to stop and think about, you know, like my sister, my wife, and mm. such. And it's like, okay, how would they respond to certain things? And I finally had somebody I could base it off of. But I took a lot more time crafting those responses Hmm. so I could try to be true to the voice. If it's like some of my other characters that I've come up with, the last one of the game that just uh, had to cancel because of the GM, uh, in response to all the COVID-19 stuff and stress and the like, Mm -hmm. uh, he shuttered it after a year. I'm playing uh, a fighter named Garda, and he's just very straightforward. He's not stupid, but, you know, kind of low wisdom. So he's just pretty straightforward about things, and sometimes mm-hmm. I know when to shut up and just <laughs> dive right into it some occasionally. You know, he knows that might not be the best thing to do, but, well, that's the only thing you can think of. Let's do it. And so it's a short post. Yeah. As a player then, I mean, what are the key advantages for for you? Um, You've already mentioned like you can obviously fit a game into a really busy schedule. Um, Is there anything else that kind of like, you know, makes play-by-post sort of a bit more of an edge? Um, (laughs) Define that a little bit better for me. Reword that question. I'm just kind of thinking like, you know, I'm playing face to face. I'm, I'm a player, and obviously you're on. You know, you're, you're just in that regular routine of play. If I take that offline, you know, I take that off, um, off either offline or away from the gaming table. Um, 
as a player, other than kind of obviously it being slower. And so I can take my time to think over my responses and, you know, edit those and, and, and be considered about it. Are there any other advantages that you have for, you know, as a player, if you go down this route? Honestly, I think time is really the only advantage. It's, yeah. it's fitting into a schedule that you have. Um, I guess one of the other advantages you might have here is to be in a game of a system that you have not played before, mm. that you cannot get somebody into. And then I'll start thinking about it that way. Um, you made a mention of Burning Wheel yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, let, let's say I've had that rule set before, but I never can get anybody to play. In this instance, play by post, we could get a game of Burning Wheel or Call of Cthulhu or whatever going, even though there may be some of those that are available to you virtually. Mm. Let's just say time constraint, you don't have it. Well, now you can play in that aspect. You get to make up the character, you get to see the combat resolution, you know, a lot of the core mechanics that are in there. And yet you didn't have to sit down for a face-to-face -face mm -hmm. because you didn't have the time. Yeah, it's interesting you mention that because I, I, I mean, I, I know it's play by chat technically, but I played in Rollgate, which, you know, Rollgate.com, um, mm -hmm. a couple of games now. I played a little bit of um, Castles and Crusades, one-on-one uh, -on -one game, and I had a, had a bit of a go at Traveller. None of these games have really got, had any legs. But um, what was interesting was that in both cases, you know, we were able to have a bit of a taste of a system, a bit of a taste of a game, um, and sort of, you know, I found as a GM, I guess it's got moving into the advantage of the GM, but I didn't have to go read everything up front. You know, I didn't have to know everything up front. I was able to, because there was that, you know, I was doing like one post today. I was able to go look something up, figure something out, decide what I want to do, then come back and post it. Um, that, that for me as a GM was a, was a real advantage, you know, really made a difference because it took a lot of the pressure out. You know, and I was able to actually really th sit and th think and consider my decisions as well. Whereas, like, you know, if I'm face to face, or even online, or even on an online game live, you know, I've got to make a snap decision, haven't I? Right there and then, you know, I can't sit there dithering about. And when we break out of the books, it's frustrating. So, yeah, I guess that's a key advantage. Yeah, it is liberating in that aspect to mm. be able to have almost a luxury mm. of being able to, oh, yeah that's the ruling on it, or now I can look at that rule. Yeah, that's, that's how that's supposed to work. It also gives you, as a GM, a little more time to really figure out how you want to adjudicate something. Yeah. You know, I, I can see where you do the snap judgments, and then later on you're like, oh, well, mm. I hadn't thought about that. The whole party might still be alive. You know? <laughs> yeah. Another thing I, I noticed uh, and then thought about was also in relation to sort of time for prep, because obviously as a games master, um, you know, if you're playing by post, the, the pace is slower. So again, I imagine that you don't have to worry about, you know, again, a high level of prep. You know, you can kind of, if you need to sort of create something or add something to the world, you can quietly do that between posts, I would imagine. Um, um, so I don't know if you, have you had the experience of jamming as well? No, I have not. I have, mm. I've thought about it. Yeah. Um, you know, last year we, there were some comments made back and forth and I joked with, uh, Spencer 
uh, free for all over on keep off the borderlands mm. uh, about uh, creating a paranoia play by post and dragging uh, Spike Fit into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently, you know, Spencer liked that idea. Uh, I'm not so sure if uh, anybody else did. But I, I did think about doing that, you know, just to try running that system. It's been forever since I ran it. Mm. Um, and when I did run it, you know, you had people that were wanting to play the game a little bit differently than you, you know, more of a, let's see how fast we can kill the other person. <laughs> you know, and it's, no, that's not the game I wanted to play. Mm. Um, so, you know, to give it a real, to real go there, I haven't. But the same not a lot of prep needed, I would, I would say, no, that's not quite the case. You still got to have a fair, you know, if you don't have a, a bulk, no, let's not say a bulk. If you don't have a fair amount of material ready mm. and it doesn't have to be as much, you don't have to have as detailed a world, but you only are going to get in. You're only going to get out of something what you put into it. Sure. So if you, if as a GM you put a fair amount of time making sure this is how I how the world's supposed to be, this is how the scenario, what's going on in the background and everything, and then if the players throw you for a loop and do something different, now you've got the time to go add something in there. Mm. But you can also you can almost see it being telegraphed sometimes ahead. You know, like oh wait a minute, what is he saying? He might be thinking this, and then as a GM, you could go through and say, "All right, I have to be prepared for this just in case." And if it comes into fruition, yep, okay, and you can go off and make that. Mm. But yeah, your prep time is lower, but you still need to put some on the front end. Just like as a player, I need to put some on the front end for my character. And and honestly, I think for good role playing, you want to have a voice. You know, some people just, yeah, this is just a, you know. Bob the fighter attacks the or you know it's, no that's yeah that's our O L L playing and well, of course that's what you want yeah I mean I I think that one thing we're in accord on and we you know we've played a little bit together which is really you know it's been really good is that idea that you know a character doesn't need to be like entirely fleshed out with everything in huge detail but you know there does need to be a sense of what makes this character real you know in terms of the the, the world that we're playing in and um you know and and i think i i'm guessing that a play by post kind of encourages you to just take that little bit of time over it at the start instead of um, so I've, I've had many sort of face-to-face games where you know people are so keen to get playing and up and running that they're just kind of diving in like i said make a roll get on with it um and actually, in some ways, it's it's quite hard to get people to slow down and, and sort of tell you a little bit about a character and get them to frame in their mind their character. Would you say that 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 you know is sort of fairly true? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fairly true. I mean, whenever I create a character face to face or anything like that, you know, it's a how is this character going to act? I mean, if, or the particular uh, characteristics mm. say that, oh, I've got a low wisdom or a low constitution. You know, if somebody has a low constitution, you know, they're, they're going to act a certain way. I've got a cousin that, um, due to childhood Ill- illness and everything, doesn't run, uh, you know, a little bit more homebound and everything. And that changes 
their whole outlook. I mean, you know, you and I would do one thing, but you know, they do not do the same things. They think a whole different way, mm-hmm. you know, and when you roll these characteristics up, you look at them in a play by post, I think you can really spend a little bit more time of, okay, this is how this person should act mm-hmm. or would act, you know, unlike face to face. All right, let's go kill the monsters real quick. You know, oh, I dropped my die. Hurry up. Mm-hmm. Are there any kind of major downsides to it? I mean, other than it being slower? Uh, Due to how slow it can be, you can get players who are uh, easily distracted and forget about it. Uh, More than a few games die because players are busy doing other things. Uh, And unfortunately, it's, it's a little bit of etiquette in here, the fact that they've committed to this game and then you don't hear from them for, you know, a week or more. Oh, I'm sorry. I was doing blah, 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 mm. which unfortunately I think is something that email allows you to do a lot easier, you know, to beg off of things. Oh, I'm too busy. Mm. You know, get off of Snapchat and pay attention to the game <laughs> and, you know, quit playing on Instagram. So you can, you know, it, it dies a lot easier that way um it, it, it's worse when the gm gets busy you know i've been in several games over the last year that it starts off and it starts off with a bang and you're going 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 and the gm will post it's like okay i got you know, i'm busy this weekend everything but i'll post you know something next week mm-hmm. and instead of that every two or three day thing that goes for five or six days and then they post and then everybody else is kind of stretching things out and it slows down. And once you lose that little bit of momentum, you're done for. Mm. I, I think that's probably true of almost any role-playing game, isn't it, really? You know, like the first yeah. phase session, if you're in a session, that's fine. <laughs> if you miss a session, I mean, I know that that kills games. I know that when I did play on Rollgate as well, you're absolutely right. You know, I killed those games, really, because I got either distracted, not so much distracted, but busy, you know. Um, and, yeah, you know, if you had a post rate, you know, I think the difficulty is that I found was that I wanted to have a faster post rate than I could probably accommodate. Yeah. So I was kind of saying, yeah, I'll post daily or whatever. Um, but actually in truth, I could probably manage two or three a week, you know, at tops, mm-hmm. um, yeah. even relatively, you know, relatively short posts because of the, you know, the kind of job I have. So I suppose it's about being really honest with yourself and figuring out, you know, uh, you know, the, the base rate that you can keep so you can keep the pulse of it. It might have to, you know, the pulse can be slow, can't it? But as long as, long as it's not actually stopped beating. <laughs> right. And it's also the other drawback is when the GM doesn't pay attention to his own game in the aspect of keeping the pace going. Mm. The GM needs to keep the pace going in a play-by-post game. Mm. You know, you created this world. You wanted people to play in it. Now, or it could be other people want to play it. You offered to run the game. Mm. Well, if you're running the game, you're the game master. You need to keep driving it forward. And several times I've been in games where the GM is waiting for that one player to respond. And it's that Mm. one player who flakes out or just doesn't do anything. And it's like a week and a half later, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Mm. You know, and it's like a sentence of what the character does. And then the GM's waiting and waiting. Oh, okay. No one else is going to respond. Okay. So here's the 
and it, it kills it. The GM needs to keep the pace going. Yeah. Uh, Jason Connolly uh, doing the Boot Hill play by post over on the Discord server had asked a question, and I told him, you're the one that drives it. Mm. No matter if somebody else doesn't answer or not, at that point, you get to assume the fiction of that character. Now, hopefully there's enough in there that, well, the character probably would do something like this. Now, you're not going to talk for him, but you can act for him. Mm. And it really is the GM needs to be pushing that, pushing the fiction along. Mm. And when the GM doesn't, you're more likely going to have a game that's just going to falter as you may well know. Yeah, I guess that's like when we're, I mean, when I'm online playing, sometimes people step away. And, um, you know, I, I often have these situations where we're in the middle of a combat or something and someone steps, oh, wait a minute, I've got to go, uh, something coming up, or they drop off, you know, you just lose connection, it's gone. Um, mm-hmm. And of course you have that thing, don't you, as Jim, you can make a decision, you can stop and wait, or you can just kind of keep it going. And when it gets to their turn, you know, you, yeah, like you said, you wing it, you decide, oh, okay, well, they'll do this. That's the most likely thing, you know, or you might ask the other players, what do you think? What, what you know, but that, that's, I guess it's the same kind of principle. It's about, you know, are we going to keep playing? Because if some, you know, it might not be that person's fault that they've dropped away or whatever necessarily. They might not, you know, in, in that online play situation, but nonetheless, the game must go on, you know, like right. the show must go on kind of thing. Yeah. And I think many times in, about post people just think oh it's just through email or something like that yeah but there's still a level of etiquette that you should have because it's a game it's yeah it's a group of people who came together for a sole purpose so if you can't all get together and try to enjoy it you know and be cognizant that you know there's other people it's not always about you you know, it's not just you here, it's other people, you're all together about it, mm. you know, and be cognizant of them, I think, you get a much better experience. Mm. But, you know, life does happen. I've had four or a few games, uh, the last game that followed up after a year, we had one guy, that, it started off in May of last year, mm. of 2019, yeah, and about August, September, one of the players was like, yep, all right, I gotta go back to school, I can't do this, mm. so he bowed out but we found another player about less than a month later who got right up to speed Mm. you know and we just kept rolling along Mm. but that was the gm pushing you know saying hey let's keep going and keeping the interest on us go let's wait for another person Mm. okay well say i want to get going with a play-by-post game how do i get started What, what should i be doing you know, I really don't even know if there are platforms or resources that that particularly are great for this, or or what? What do you think? Where would you suggest starting? There's a number of websites out there that are more the forum posting, and mm-hmm. and that's where I think the difficulty lies. If you start looking for play by post, mm-hmm. you you find these vast worlds of oh, come play in Harry Potter's world, and mm-hmm. and you look at them and it's like you're writing a novel. Mm. Uh, but there's a few of them um, uh, rpg.net I think mm-hmm. had one the one that I prefer the most is unseen servant unseen servant as in the spell unseen from servant <laughs> yeah unseen servant dot us because if you go to unseen servant.com it's their dice roller right but unseen servant dot us is their forums and that is one of the better ones I've been through. Um, 
tavernkeeper.com mm-hmm. is one. Uh, rpol.net. Yeah, rpol.net, role mm-hmm. online. Yeah. Uh, that's another one. That's good. And then I think there's a couple other places where you know gamers go hang out. Uh, some of the forums there, and some of them have a uh, subsection that says you know, links you off to a play-by-post thing. Mm. Or you could do what I did, and I went and found uh, a free website, uh, web pages that I created. Yep. And within there, I could create my own forums and everything. Mm. And when I was running the minions through a previous campaign, I created... Uh, a campaign for them uh, within it and inside of that were pages for them or specific rooms for them so they could chat back and forth with me mm. and then also we keep track of certain information that way so you could create your own website you know and it's not really that hard mm. I mean most of them are using whatever that software is a PHP BB yeah. forum software so that right there lends itself very well to it. Yeah, so, so you don't have to do it. You just have to, and there are plenty of free ones out there. Uh, I can't remember where what one of them is. <laughs> uh, that's why I mean, I know that PHP BB used that before. So that create, you know, you just that simple thing, create your own forum online, which is largely yeah. free. Um, you know, you have people come and join up to that and, and run your game, I guess. You know, and in that aspect, you know, when they come to your location, you you get to control everything. So, mm. you know, when somebody's being a jerk, it's like, well, guess what? Mm. Oh, d- did you get deleted by accident? Oh my goodness. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> okay. So we've kind of talked about what it is and we talked a bit about sort of the advantages of that and, you know, been honest and trying to think about one or two of the downsides, what platforms are out there. Um, I mean, what about top tips for getting started then? I mean, I guess there's two sides to that. There's playing and there's the GMing of that. Have you got any particular thoughts and tips on it that you haven't mentioned anyway? Tips for what? <laughs> playing. I mean, just, get, just getting involved. Um, just like anything else, you have to go to where it's at. Mm. So you have to go to those websites. And they're all pretty much the same of, hey, you're new here. Introduce yourself. Mm. Uh, and most all of them, I would fairly surmise this, that you're going to have to at least post two or three times before you're allowed to post in a game. Mm. They're trying to keep out the riffraff and bots and everything. Mm. So once you've made a couple posts and you're approved, then you can get in. Many of them places will say, all right, I'm looking for a game. Or you just post, hey, I'm a player. I'm looking for X type of game. Mm. And can go through it uh, just looking at uh, Unseen and Servant right now. There looks like there's a new little thing saying, hey, uh, somebody wants to put together a um, Stars Without Number campaign. Mm. So it's really going to those places and looking, seeing what's going around, and then yeah. slipping yourself into that, which yeah. is pretty straightforward, isn't it, really? I mean, there's some of them that have long-standing games where anybody can join it's just a matter of uh getting you into the uh, when the appropriate time to get you into the fiction is Mm. and you don't have to wait very long sometimes you do but the gm knows that if you are 
really serious about this, you know, he's got to make sure to get you in within a short period of time because you, know, you got to strike when the iron's hot. So, yeah, just like, you know, if you wanted to play online virtually, you've got to go to where things are at. You've got to put yourself out there where other people are at and ask about, hey, anybody playing a game? Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't do that, well, I can't help you. <laughs> I think the barrier I have in my head is like knowing what the, um, the etiquette of it all is really, I suppose, and also what the expectations of it all are. I mean, it's about, you know, one of the reasons I want to have this conversation was to partly demystify it um, because it sounds very simple. Uh, but I found when I, when I hopped onto it and looked at a couple mm -hmm. of these places, it, it, I, honestly, as an outsider, it wasn't easy to decode what was going on. Um, maybe I'm just looking in the wrong places, you know, because like you said, there's all these kind of like, essentially like storytelling uh yeah you know sort of sides but i mean how are these guys quite welcoming i mean is, has your experience in that regard been positive in the ones that i've been in yes yeah uh they've, they've been welcoming uh i've not had anybody sit there and say anything bad about me mm -hmm. or just not seem like it's going on i think in the play by chat that Rollgate gives me mm -hmm. i i think and it, it, to me there's a little bit of a, a mentality and it, it depends upon how you communicate by chat i don't think people are as courteous mm -hmm. and very easy to say things even though you act like you are supposedly you know bantering with them being funny they're not going to take it that way mm -hmm. And uh, I see that that is kind of hard to insert yourself because also with so much traffic going through, it's a lot easier to get missed. Mm. So, but yeah, I, I've not had a had a problem anywhere. Now, if you're going to be one of the storytelling sites, I can see where there would be those people, and I'm just going to conjecture here to a degree, those people who are really into the fiction and you start doing something outside of it and they're going to be correcting you five ways from Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that whole canon thing. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, obviously we're having this conversation, partly it's for me because I really do think it might be an avenue to extend my play. You know, I can probably fit in my, my Saturday night game. I've got a number of games I'm playing in at the moment, which feels like he's at the point of overwhelm. Um, but actually, I think when that pulls back a little bit, you know, I'm thinking genuinely about, well, maybe a good way of getting into sort of a little bit more of an immersive play might just actually be through this descriptive written form. Um, do you think that's, that is a good direction? That is the kind of a, a useful trajectory for me to consider? When we started this conversation, however long ago that was, um, one of the first things that popped to my mind that's just I've been waiting to say it mm. is that in some ways you could see play by post as a the GM's solo play with other people telling him how the character how these other characters, which you would run as an NPC, mm. but now you have other people telling you how the NPCs react and now you are reacting. So it's almost in a way you could be solo playing, but other people are helping move some of the pieces for you. So mm. you don't feel like you're doing everything. Mm, it's interesting. 
you know, and if you get people who can write, and it's not everybody has to write, but, you know, can add to it, I think your fiction becomes a little more uh, rich. Mm. Now, you have to have the right people to make it really immersive. But again, that's, I think, just one of those things that people have to understand what the GM is looking for. Mm. And the GM has to be able to elaborate and say, this is how I like things to run. Mm. And prior to a game, I mean, is there quite a bit of back and forth with the GM and players? Or do people tend to have a kind of an out of game chat uh, kind of yep. thing? Or, yeah, going on. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of them. Uh, and sometimes the out-of-game chat is talking about what the characters are doing or kind of, hey, well, this is my motivation, which mm. is very much like the table talk that we would have. Mm. And sometimes it's, you know, real-life stuff that comes up. Mm. So, you know, whichever one you want to do there. Yeah, so I guess you tend to have, like, two um if you like streams of posts going on one is the very much in play descriptive fiction and the other is everything else mm-hmm. yeah. one of the uh one of the ones and i i've kind of resisted one of the games but since all my games right now have folded up due to you know the last one i think the gm had a death in the family and he said that he has zero motivation to do anything which i get that yeah um but I looked at another one that's running a D&D 1E. This guy's been doing it for four or five years. Mm. And he has seven different threads running, and there are two or three uh, sets of topics that are just out of character off to one side. <laughs> so. <laughs> And they're all go and they're all posting something else. Mm. Okay, great stuff. Thanks, thanks, Evil Jeff. I was really, really appreciated that little lowdown. I think that you know, I'm hoping that for a listener as well, it might be um, another doorway we can open for people who want to get back to the hobby. You know, because if you know, the biggest complaint, obviously, the biggest um, objection that people have to get in a game is time, right? Um, yep. And having that mental mental energy really available, you know, in a time slot for any kind of length of time. So, um, I guess what we have here is a, a really solid alternative to you know getting to the table or even getting to online play. Even before that, you know, really we could be posting, you know, just a few times a week or even maybe even. I mean, is, do you think the minimum would be like um, what once a week or something? I think once a week is too slow. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's just way too much time in between things. Uh, two, two times a week, three times a week, yeah. I think is what you, you should go for. Think of it this way. How long does it take you to respond to an email? Right? Yeah. How long does it take you to respond to an email? Me, personally. Yes, yes you personally. I'm usually responding daily to email, usually twice okay. a day. So. <laughs> so somebody asks you a question, and you wait until the next day to answer it. And if they wait to the next day to answer that, see how slow that gets. And, yep. you know, now that's, that's a business, you know, business and professional. We got to be a little bit more rapid here. Well, our gaming should not be that much different. Mm. We should be posting a little bit more often. I mean, if you want to be in this game, then have some enthusiasm. I, and really it's really more or less 
how long does it take you to respond to an email mm. or look at, read a thread of emails. If you're, you know, with my job, sometimes I'm doing instruction and teaching and I can't look at emails. So it's, you know, I looked at it in the morning, next time I get a break, you know, there's been this string of five to six emails, mm. go through the whole thread. Then I respond, mm. you know, and if you can't do something like that two or three times a week, then maybe play by post isn't for you. Sure. So I was kind of thinking about it as well. Again, keeping the number of players to a manager, if you're GMing, I certainly would be the case, but again, having a manageable number of players, same as at the table, isn't it? Like what you can handle. Um, I mean, if time's an issue, again, having two or three players instead of like six or whatever is obviously going to make it easier for you to, as GM, read and track that and as a player to see what other people are posting and keep on top of it. Yeah. I guess all these informations. I I would say, you know, six players, Mm. that's really not a problem. Mm. I mean, again, the website I was just looking at, the the game there, Mm. you know, he's got seven different active game threads different groups going in them and each of those groups have either three to three to five players in them. Mm. So, (laughs) I mean, I guess it really comes out to the mental load that the GM can carry. Yeah. think through that but, but yeah i mean but coming back to the original point you know it's a it's a load spread out over time isn't it so yeah you know, the real you know that that is easier in and of itself because you don't have to make those snap decisions and you're not all on pressure i mean you know the biggest pressure i face on a face-to-face game or online play with six players is being able to deal with that number of people and make those decisions quickly and and, and read the table as well which is is really difficult to do the more people you've got um I guess with play per post, you've you've got the text to read, you can process it, you can think about it, and you can and you can post back, and that's a bit more manageable. Yeah, I mean, I, I, very seldom do I actually. Yeah, you know, I know my bosses won't be listening to this. So, uh, you know, these emails come in, I don't respond to them right away because every time I do respond to them right away, it's never been a very. Um, it's always snappy and snippy and mm. maybe not as professional and i need to take a minute to, to digest it so i wait a few minutes before i start responding because i'm processing everything and running through my head so yeah, yeah gaming give yourself time to because i mean you might need a moment to put yourself into character mm. you know you are you know you could think of yourself as an actor but you know look at all the writers as a model, Stephen King, all them, you know, mm. they had to put themselves into the frame of the character they're writing about. I don't think any of them just jumped right into it right away. Mm. You know, I think it took them a second to kind of get themselves going. All right, now I'm into it. Boom. Yeah. So yeah, you need to take a, a, a couple moments to digest and really put your mind into it. Cause you know, we're playing characters that are, totally alien to what we really are. I mean, I don't think any of us are dwarves around here or elves or tieflings or whatever. Brilliant stuff. Thank you, Evil Jeff. I really appreciate that conversation. It's just good to sort of talk it through, I think. Um, I, as I said, I've had a couple of people recently who sort of suggested, well, oh, maybe, you know, paper post would be a really good thing for what, you know, I want to do with my gaming and maybe it could be a way in for somebody else out there. So thanks for sharing that. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome.
Thank you for listening. And massive thank you to Evil Jeff from the Minions and Musings podcast for having a chat with me on the subject of Play by Post. And I have to say, sitting here afterwards, I'm left thinking, yeah, I think this is doable. I think this might be a valid option. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking maybe you'd like to give Play by Post a go, well, reach out. You can find me on the Roleplay Rescue Discord. But of course, to get on there, you need an invitation. You can do that contacting me through patreon.com slash rpgrescue or hopping on Twitter and finding at ubiquitousrat or you can hop on MeWe. I have an account there and there is also a roleplay rescue group on there. I have to admit that while we are currently on Facebook, I have taken a hiatus from that particular platform and so I might not be quite as responsive on there as I might like to be. But um, yeah, reach out. And of course, there's always email hello at rpgrescue.com thanks for listening i hope that's been of interest to someone out there and i hope we can get you to the table all the best game on (laughs) 